Yeah, I forever love my city. House on the riverside, round now popular. Niggas ain't seeing us, let's take out binoculars. I just left Privé, went to love, I'm still popping out. Got it left the city, I'm like, what the fuck you talking about? Got it in the city, low key, still popping out. Bulletproof and AR. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend. Jalen Hunter, and if you would do me a favor, please subscribe to whoever you're listening. Please subscribe to whoever you're watching. It definitely mean a lot to me. This was a heavy week, wasn't it? <laughs> In sports, this was a. You know, all I could think about this week. All I could think about this week. And of course, we're going to get into everything that happened with Brian Flores. How that's what we're going to start the show with. Uh. But the, the 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 phrase that I could not get out of my head was the definition of insanity. Do people know? I mean, if you if you played Far Cry games, and of course you know, but the definition of insanity for people that don't know is doing the same thing over and over again. Expecting a different outcome. We're going to start the show today with the big news, which is Brian Flores going on a rampage against the NFL and against, you know, certain teams like the Giants, the Dolphins. So for people that don't know, for people that's been living under a rock in the sports world this week, Brian Flores who was now the former coach of the Miami Dolphins, who was fired uh, this offseason. He is now suing the NFL. I think he's suing the Giants. I think he's suing the, the Dolphins pretty much for their practice and their treatment and their handling of his firing and uh, head coaching candidacy. Uh. For the Giants, he had an interview uh, with the Giants three days before he received an accidental text from Bill Belichick, pretty much saying, congratulations, I heard you got the job, you know, shouts out to you, right man. However, he texted Brian, Bill Belichick texted Brian uh, Brian Flores. He was supposed to text Brian Dayball, who was... Uh, formerly the what offensive coordinator for the Bills. Now he's the head coach for the Giants. Which is humiliating, bro. Like, if somebody texts me, AOJ, I heard that you're going to be the next anchor for SportsCenter. You know, man, I'm happy for you, man. You you deserve it. And instead of it being Jalen Hunter, it's Jalen uh, Brown. Oh, man, I'd be hurt. I'd be hurt. I'd be, I, rightfully so, like Brian Flores, I'd be embarrassed. I'd be humiliated because it's just like, you got me to this point and you just, oh, well, never mind, not you. But here's one of the reasons, because the term, the definition of, or the question, the definition of insanity will come up a lot in this, in this episode. But in this instance... I don't know if people notice, but it seems like 
we have a conversation about black coaches or the lack of black coaches in sports. We talk about the lack of black coaches and the lack of black representation in the NFL. We talk about the Rooney rule. We talk about that damn near every year. Hell, I think it was a year or two ago. In fact, I named an episode. You can search or whatever. I named the episode The Rooney Rule is Broken, I believe. Because it is. And it's not broken because it's not a good rule. First of all, it's sad that it has to be a rule. You're telling me that you have... The reason why there's legislation or the reason why there's 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 laws... Is because people have to be told what to do. The reason why there's racial or equality resignation or resig resig whatever is it resignation, you know what I mean? The 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 rules and stuff in the law. The reason why there's stuff for equality is because there are people that if there was not legislation, I can't say it, so I'm going to butcher it every time. Legislation, if there was not legislation about uh, racial equality, equality, uh, racism, people would still treat other people lesser than because of their race, and it would not be a problem. That's the reason why we have legislation. That's the reason why we have rules. Hell, you don't have a little kid. There's a little kid. You have to give a little kid rules because he's just gonna he or she is gonna just do anything because they have no borders. They have no parameters. They have no guidance of what they're supposed to do. I.e., rules. The reason why the Rooney Rule was originally created was because it was proven and it was clear. That there was a lack of African American representation, either in the head, uh, head GM, head coaching. There was a lack of black presence, and owners did not feel the need to even interview black coaches or black candidates for coaching positions for GM positions. So, because there was a point where there was absolutely no black representation as far as coaching or gms they had to step in and say hey oh this ain't right this ain't right we're gonna do the rooney rule which means you have you have to under nfl rules you have to interview keyword interview an African American candidate at at least at least one. The key the two keywords is interview and at least one. Well that's three words, but you know what I'm saying. Let's go to the Giants real quick. Now, yes, the Giants do have a I think African American GM. But did you know? That the Giants never once had a black head coach. Oh, but they abide by the Rooney rule and they interview at least one black head coach. Get it? Hear that? Interview at least one black coach. 
Yet and still, they have never had a black head coach. In fact, let's look at the totality of the league right now. We talked about this a couple episodes ago, but just look. There is one, absolutely one, African-American head coach in the NFL. And that is Mike Tomlin, who, when I tell you a man has never struck gold on his first try, there's one, and that is Mike Tomlin. Black people do not get the same authority, uh, to, are not awarded the same privileges that Mike Tomlin was awarded going to the Pittsburgh job. And that's nothing against Mike Tomlin. I command that man. But not everyone clearly gets the same opportunity. And you know what's even worse about this whole situation? Is I can, you can tell. I mean... Brian Flores, he did like a media tour or media run. I think he was, I know he was in ESPN. I think he was in CBS. Like he, he talked to people. And of course he talked about the Giants uh, and the whole Bill Belichick text. He talked about the Dolphins, um, the owner offering him like $100,000 every loss to lose a game, which is also crazy and it's not crazy for the fact one that's that's against you know practice that's against the law and if that has been um if that is proven and found out to be true the owner has to leave bro because that's that that tarnishes the integrity of the game of football but another reason why it's crazy is because black people black african americans do not get the same uh, did not do not get awarded the same privileges as whites that's that's just clear as day. Hell, we get a month. Happy Black History Month, by the way. We get a month that are, that were actually recognized. A month. And what's funny about this month, which I completely forgot, is it kind of coincides with the whole Chinese New Year's. So all I've been hearing is Happy Chinese New Year. Now, of course, a lot of people have said Black History Month, but people have been talking about this... Fu- I'm sorry about this Chinese New Year's over Black History Month, like the year of the tiger. Like, who? Well, we get a we get a month. Black people get a month. America is birthed off the backs of African-Americans. Yet we get a month, the shortest month at that. And it was a week. Now, if that late was it a, if that lady on social media was right. It was a week moved to a month. But. And I say the definition of insanity. Let's go back to that statement. The definition of insanity is doing something over and over again the same way, expecting a different outcome. You know the biggest reason why I say the Rooney Rule is a joke? The Rooney Rule is... It's not a joke because it's a bad rule. It's a joke because (laughs) it's a rule that's easily subverted. If I'm a billionaire, and that's what what all these uh, owners are, are billionaires. 
There's no way that you can tell me, the billionaire, A, how to spend my money, and B, who to hire for my organization. These, these NFL teams are organizations, clearly, because it says the Broncos organization, the Rams organization, like organizations. And if I own it, you can't tell me who to hire because I can always put it under the veil of he was the best person for the job. Or we felt he was the best person for said job. It doesn't matter. You can I can interview 150 black coaches. But in my head, I still got that one white coach over there. Just sit tight. We're doing what we're what what our, we're doing what we have to do. We're doing our obligations, but once our obligations are settled, i.e., interview one interview one African at least one African American candidate for the head coaching position. I'm going to interview all these people, but hey, Jimmy, Brian Dayball. Just sit tight. Sit tight. I got you. I got you. And don't get me wrong. There's still a couple head coaching jobs uh, or vacancies out there. The 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 Texans is still out there, I believe. Um, the Saints, and of course, we heard Eric Bieniemy uh, could be going with the Saints. But even still, a, a black coach could be hired. Hell, Brian Flores could be hired. I doubt it. But Brian Flores could be hired. But does that change the fact that this system is not... It's, I'm not even going to say it's broken because that's disrespectful to the system. The system is working exactly how it was told to be worked. Interview at least one African-American candidate. Interview. It didn't say hire. It says interview. You know, I heard a lot of people say for the uh, Brian Flores, if you knew that the job, like if you knew that it was a, a, a sham interview, why do it? And he gave one of the realest answers I've ever heard in my life. Because black people, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, African-Americans do not have the luxury of not trying. I said this on Twitter, man. Y'all remember, a lot of y'all probably don't, but y'all remember all the BS that um, Josh McDaniels did with the Colts job? Accepting the job and like pretty much the day of the interview, he backs out and goes back to uh, uh, New England. He accepted the job the day of the of the introduction interview to the world, the press conference, introduction press conference. He backs out and says, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay here, bro. I'm good. Appreciate it. Deuces. Yet and still. And this is public knowledge like this isn't this isn't like nobody. knows. this is public knowledge that he did this. Yet and still, he currently 
just recently got the head another head coaching job. Oh no, another head coaching opportunity, and he took the job for the Oakland Raiders. Now I ask you. If Josh McDaniels was Brian Flores, if Josh McDaniels was Eric Bieniemy, Todd Bowles, Brian Leftwich, do you think that they'll have the opportunity to even have another head coaching opportunity? If they pulled the same thing that Josh McDaniels pulled? I'm just I'm 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 a spoiler for you. Uh no, he won't. He wouldn't. You know, I'm not I know this kind of seems jumbled. But that's because it's a convoluted uh problem. And it's a convoluted problem that really has one solution, but that solution is damn near impossible. The solution is the people that are in power, i.e. the Caucasian or other other minority owners, which is only one, and I think that's a dude from the Jacksonville Jaguars who just hired Doug Peterson, which, by the way, I'm not mad at that. I mean, he deserves another head coaching job, especially what happened at the end of the Eagles tenured but the only way to fix this organ this situation this problem that african americans have in the nfl an nfl by the way that is dominated by black people as players is for the higher-ups the caucasian owners or the owners of these teams to say you know what Y'all are right. We're going to start fairly interviewing these uh, African American head coaches, and we're going or head coaching candidates, and we're going to look at the or look at the situation that we put them in if they are hired, and realize maybe they need more than a year or two. Hell. Look at David Cully, man. The man was fired after one year being the head coach of the Houston Texans and did even though he won four games, he won four games and he didn't have he didn't have his starting quarterback, his backup quarterback. His third string quarterback was a rookie. He didn't have the Arguably one of the best wide receivers in the league. Arguably one of the the organization's best defensive player ever. And you trade away his running back halfway through the season. And every skilled position outside of Brandon Cooks was garbage. And he finished with the same exact record that they had a year prior when you had pretty much everything I just stated. He gets fired after one year. Brian Flores wins 19 games in two years. First time the Dolphins have done that in years. 
Back-to-back winning seasons. First time they've done that in years with a quarterback that is not that good, and that's in Tua. With an organization that ain't that – the owner's trash. Like, it's – there's so much di- – there's there there was a do you realize Brian Brian Flores was in the running for coach of the year? Got fired. So the only way that this is going to change is if the owners of these teams, which are pretty much all Caucasian, not not all, I think one of them are not, but all of them Caucasian pretty much, are going to have to change the way that they think and the way that their fundamental uh, viewpoints on things. They're going to have to change that and say, hey, we have not been giving African-Americans fair shakes in these jobs, and we're going to do that now. (laughs) But let's be real, guys. How many really think they're going to do that? i.e., which is why the Rooney Rule is pointless. Stephen A. Smith, shouts out to him, he said the league has taken a step back. No, it hasn't. The league has been the same it's been. They just put a different shade of, it's the same broken down car. It just put this put a new coat of paint and maybe did a couple um, tire changes. The league still. Mike Tomlin is the exception, not the majority. You're still black coaches are still really only, if offered a job, offered to a bad organization. If offered, um, black coaches don't get a fair shake. Even if they are hired, they don't have the same amount of uh, runway that a white coach would have to fix an organization. Or black coaches will have interviews for teams that just don't sham interviews like Brian Flores pretty much had. And it's funny. You know, I had shouts out to her because she's great. I had an ex-girlfriend right, who loved letters. Loved them. Love letters. Like she she wanted she wanted me to write her a love letter damn near every week. Nothing wrong with that. You know? Uh and of, that's the way that she accepted love. Now that's not the only way, of course. That was a big way that she accepted love. She accepted love. She was a visual person as far as she wanted to read it. She was a re- a writer. She loved she was she was she loved reading. And she wanted her significant other, which was me at the time. To write her a letter, a love letter, damn near every week. Because that's how she accepted love. Me, I'm more of a actions and history type person. Like, what have you, like, I, and of course she was like that too, to us, to a certain extent. But me, I was more actions, you know, if we spend more time together, uh, if we do X, Y, and Z together, I feel the love. So I'm more about actions. Well, she's more about the letters. She's more, she's a visual, she's a visual person. That's her love language. Nothing wrong with that. 
Love her to death. That's her love language. I say all that to say, a person is who they are. An organization is who they are. And they can write up a beautiful press release. That's probably been to 10 or 20 hands of approval before it's released to the public. But you know what cannot be you know what cannot be forgotten? The history. I'm looking at you, giants. That now, it wasn't just the giants. You know, the dolphins made a uh the dolphins didn't really say much about the firing. They just talked about the whole uh incent like money incentives for losing. Um Brian Dayball went at uh, John Elway for showing up late to his interview and looking disheveled. John Elway responded, and the Giants responded, pretty much saying, uh, we hired who we thought was the best candidate, which you said, which is Brian Flores, you said that they had the right to do, which is what he said. But but again, me... My ex, my ex, lover to death, she was a, a more of a writer. She was more of a visual. She saw she saw the love visually. I'm more of an actions type person. And New York, I'm looking at your actions. Your actions say, yeah, you might hire the person that you think is best for the job. But it's crazy. Now they all look the same. They all look the same. In fact, like I stated before, only one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They have never had an African American coach in their entire existence. So. I feel bad. You know, it's a weird feeling for Brian Flores. And on one hand, I feel bad. Because to me, he just seems like another casualty to a faulty system. I'm sorry. A broken system. Because Brian Flores is a great coach. And I feel bad because he had to feel the effects. Even if... Even if you're winning, even if you're exceeding expectations, you're still black at the end of the day. Meaning, in a lot of people's eyes, you're easily expendable. So I feel bad for for the sense of he did everything right. He was the head coach for a trash-ass organization. For a bum ass head, uh, bum ass GM, a bum ass uh, quarterback who's either injured or thrown into the wrong team, and still won nineteen, had two back to back winning seasons, which has not been done in years for the Dolphins, and he did everything right. He even had integrity. And for the for the Dolphins that said that that's not true, that you know. Brian Flores had, which Brian Flores said that he never accepted the money. But it's not true that they kind of sabotaged him. Did you think it's weird? What, two years ago when 
Ryan Fitzpatrick was doing great the beginning of the season. And all of a sudden, they benched Ryan Fitzpatrick, not after a bad game. They just benched him after a great game, by the way. They say, we're going to go with Tua. And how everyone was adamant that Tua is their is their quarterback, except or Tua is the future, except one person, Brian Flores, who said, well, yes, he is our quarterback, but we're, we're always looking to get better, pretty much. Look, man, I feel bad. But then, uh, and I also feel bad because it just feels like it's over with Brian Flores as far as being a head coach in the NFL. Because once you sue the NFL, once you sue specific teams, it's kind of, you know, people are, aren't really going to try to touch you. You know what I mean? People aren't really going to try to... Even though you can be the greatest coach ever, I'm putting money if I'm not going to say that. But once you sue the NFL and go on a media tour and kind of like scorch earth it, uh, it's it's hard for me to see them wanting you back. You know what I mean? So, but I feel bad. I also feel I also feel great for Brian Flores for doing what's right. I feel great for doing the unpopular thing. (laughs) And that is going against a giant. More than likely, he's not going to win. If, you know, with the lawsuits, more than likely, he's not going to win. But at least he's bringing attention that this is still a problem and this problem has not been fixed. And it's probably not going to change anything either because, again, these teams are still owned by owners. That don't give a goddamn about nothing. That's you talking about. Because this is their money and they're going to spend it how they want to. So for all the people that are saying, uh, Stephen A., we've gone back. No, we, we haven't done anything. Ain't nothing changed, bro. So. I'm 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 curious about what happens next for not only this lawsuit because it doesn't it's a tough lawsuit to win because I mean he didn't accept any money um it's really hard to prove that you know the sham interview it's 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 tough so it's it's hard I don't know if he's going to I doubt he's going to win it or not uh or I doubt he's going to win it but I support him and I back whatever he, he wants to do, man. Brian Flores is a great head coach. A great head coach. So it's unfortunate that uh, not just Brian Flores, but almost all. Todd Bowles was a good coach. He was coaching for a trash-ass organization that was the Jets. That, by the way, look at how many coaches they've had since uh, Todd Bowles. And look how many winning seasons they've had since Todd Bowles. Let's move forward. Now, the def- what is the definition of insanity, people? The definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over over again, expecting a different outcome. That's the definition of insanity, in case you didn't know. 
So over the over the last few days, the Washington football, the team in Washington <laughs> unveiled their new name. They are now considered the Washington Commanders. I'm not a fan. In fact, a lot of people are not fans. Uh, a lot of people, uh, from what the consensus is, they were thinking about pro- they should, probably should have went with the Red Wolves or the Red Hogs or the Red Tails or anything. Hell, they could they probably could have kept the Washington football team. To me, that would have been better. And a lot of people, that would have been better than the Commanders. But hey, they're the Washington Commanders. The jersey, they're black. They're, those black jerseys look fire. The helmets do not with the W, but the black jerseys look fire. The red jerseys look fire. The jerseys are all right. The white ones, you know. But the, the, the red jerseys and the black jerseys, fire. But that's not the story. And leave it to Washington to have a name reveal after the name has been what it was for as long as it was for them to finally do what people asked and change the name that's not even the story the story is of course the owner Dan Snyder who was back in court for sexual harassment allegations. And in court, new allegations were brought up by Dan Snyder. Does anybody remember maybe a year or two ago that investigation uh, that the that the Washington football team, oh, I'm sorry, the Washington commanders we're going with with the cheerleaders and the, the whole sex ring with the cheerleaders and how we have not heard what the hell came of that. Hmm. You, you remember how there were players that came out and said that this is an unsafe work environment. Hell, Archie 3 about to put a book out. Surviving Washington, I think is what it's called. Again, this isn't, and, and I'm new. I'm, I, this was news to me. I was always wondered, why can't they release the findings of the cheerleading scandal or the cheerleading sex ring or the findings and the proceedings of the sexual harassment and, and what we've, you know, what the, the thousands upon thousands of emails and conversations that the league has obtained from this. Why can't that be put out? Well, apparently because it has to be okayed by Dan Snyder to be put out because the, the investigation is about him and his organization. Um, he has to be the one to allow them, you know, to say you can put it out. But if it's true, and if it's defamatory, why would he, why would I have the, why would I have the want to to put it out? 
if it's going if if what's being said to me is true and there's proof or what's being said about me is true and there's proof that is true why would i put that out so needless to say this information is not coming out unless it's false in my opinion because there's no reason why you would not release the information and it's false now even though you can say he's coming you know dan snyder has come out and said uh it's equivalent, you know, I, I equivocally deny it. It ain't true. He said that. Yet, won't release the information that was, uh, that was found. Y'all know what the definition of insanity means? You know, they, 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 Sports is the only thing, is the only place where I believe people wholeheartedly believe in curses. There was the the Cubs curse, the Red Sox curse, the curse of the of the of the goat. I think I think that was in New York or something. NFL teams cursed. And Washington was on that list of people or, or organizations that people believed were cursed, mostly because of the previous name, the Washington Redskins, which was very offensive to Native Americans. And a lot of people said the organization is cursed until you change the name. I'm not one for curses. I don't believe in curses. What I believe is you can follow the a bread a bread trail, a breadcrumb trail. And each one tells a story. And sometimes the breadcrumb trails lead to the same exact place. And what is that place? People making decisions. For people that's saying, let's just talk with Washington. Stick with Washington. People said the Washington commanders were cursed because they had the name Redskins. Yet and still, they won championships with the Redskins. You know when they stopped really being good? When Dan Snyder took over the team. Look at a lot of these cursed teams. Look at their owner. Look at the decision that the owners have made. This is so much bigger than football. What's, what's going on in Washington right now. And when I, I ask the definition of insanity is because there's only one way this is going to change. He is a billionaire. There is one way. And an owner of a football organization only way this is going to change is if all the other owners vote to force him to sell the team. But why would you do that? What? Why would you do that? It's like a boy. It's like a, a, a billionaire boys club. Why would you do that? He's one of us. There's only there's, there's not too many people that own football teams. 
And quiet as a cat, if it's not bothering me, this is how a lot of people think. If it's not bothering me, if it's not hitting my front door, why? What do we? Do? Why am I? Why do I have to get involved? And and you think this man, who's been through losing seasons after losing seasons after getting so close, after the quarterback carousel that we deal with. To a lot of people, or botching, botching a name reveal. Because people knew about this a, a week before. Hell, there was a whole news jump, a news chopper that flew by the stadium and saw it like the day before. The same person has went through section, a huge sec, cheerleading sex ring. That a lot of people said was led by Dan Snyder. A person that was that was having key key conversations, racial conversations, that is, with John Gruden, who is now not the head coach of the Vegas Raiders because of those said messages that he was sending to Dan Snyder. And for a person that is now currently being faced with more sexual harassment claims. He's done. He's gone through all that and ain't sold, ain't decided to sell once. Because what's the point of selling? Washington is still a very, very profitable team. Even with all the losing, it's still a very profitable team. Because people know D.C., Washington fans are loyal. They're going to buy season tickets. They're going to show up even when the team's garbage. They're going to tailgate. It's it's a very loyal fan base. Meaning that there's money there. And that's why Washington is still one of the more most profitable teams in the United States. So I asked what the definition of insanity is about this, of course, is because if there if no one's going to force Dan Snyder to to leave or sell the team, what makes you think this ain't going to keep happening? In the comment. And leave it to Washington and Dan Snyder to butcher, completely butcher, completely fumble on a on a whole name reveal. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, let's move forward. So let's go to basketball. So the All Star reserves were named. Uh, we now like, uh, last week the the starters were already named for both the East and the West. The captains were Kevin Durant and James uh, LeBron James. Uh, but this week the 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 reserves were announced for the Eastern Conference. You have Jimmy Butler, Darius Garland, James Harden, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, and Fred Van Vliet. 
Uh, for the West, you have Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Rudy Get, uh, Rudy Gobert. I'm sorry, Draymond Green, the Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I'm not mad at any of this. I'm actually real happy for a lot of these. Like I'm happy for Darius Garland. I'm happy because one, this is his first time, uh, and he's also on a team. Even though Cleveland is hosting the All Star Game, that doesn't necessarily mean that a player from the hosting organization makes the all-star team but Darius Garland has been hooping and he has been the driving force for the Cleveland Cavaliers even especially seeing as though they lost Colin Sexton who was supposed to be like their leading scorer uh Darius Garland definitely deserves to be a, a first first time hall of famer and hall of famer I'm sorry first time all-star uh all-star Fred Van Vliet I think the fourth player in NBA history to be named an all-star that was undrafted I know Ben Wallace, uh, John Starks, and there's another person, but and Fred Van Vliet, man, definitely well-deserved. Toronto doesn't get a lot of love because they don't really have a lot of name-brand people. I mean, you have, what, uh, Scotty Barnes, who's a rookie. You have Pascal Siakam, which they kind of did a disappearing act last year. But Fred Van Vliet has been incredible, especially with uh, Kyle Lowry leaving the team. He's been great, so I'm so happy for him. Um on the Western Conference side, I'm happy for Carl Anthony Towns. He, you know, he's one of those. <laughs> it's funny how he was talking about uh, Russell Westbrook and chasing stats. Well, I don't think Carl Anthony Towns chased stats. I do think stats are important to him. <laughs> um, and he puts up some monster stats. And he's been putting up monster stats this year, and they just ain't been winning. But I'm happy for him, man. I'm not really mad at anybody. Uh, not really mad at anybody getting selected. I understand why a lot of these people getting selected. Uh, but there have been names that have been swirling as to all-star snubs. Uh, that's always, you know, we always talk about all-star snubs. And I think the funny thing about that conversation is we always talk about all-star snubs. But in order to so, for someone to be snubbed, someone else that made it shouldn't be there. And I'm going to do that today. I have three snubs. Three. Now, one of them probably will get picked. And that's because and let's 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 start here. DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray has been having an incredible season for the Spurs. The problem is the Spurs don't win that much. The Spurs aren't really like captivating TV and they don't really put Spurs games on TV uh outside of the local channels. DeJounte Murray has been hooping like he has been incredible his shot has been there he's he's damn near triple averaging a triple double DeJounte Murray has been great now I think that DeJounte Murray more than likely will get Draymond Green spot because Draymond Green can't play due to the back injury and I think he's supposed to be out for three to four more weeks so Draymond Green more than likely will be well he already said he's not playing uh so I think DeJounte Murray will get that spot. Now, if Draymond Green was playing, maybe maybe I love Donovan Mitchell. But Donovan Mitchell has been hurt a lot this season. And he has been great when he's on the floor. But he has been hurt a lot this season. And that's one person I might look at like, Ooh, should he be an all-star? Um, by name alone, yes, he's an all-star. But if we just look at this year's play, no. I mean, hell, 
We'll talk about that in a second. No, he shouldn't. He shouldn't be an all. I don't think he should be an all star. If Draymond Green could play, I would have put uh, Jonte Murray in for Donovan Mitchell. But I think Dejounte Murray will take a uh, Draymond Green spot because Draymond Green can't play. The other two, the names that are swirling, and I agree with with I agree with them. One of the names is Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball. Well, there's three names. LaMelo Ball, Miles Bridges, and Jalen Brown. I'm especially in agreements with Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is averaging damn near 25 or 26 points a game. He, alongside Jason Tatum, has been the driving force for the Boston Celtics. Even though the Boston Celtics don't have the best record and they lose a lot of big leads, uh, Jason Tatum and 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 Jalen Brown have been the most consistent players for Boston Celtics. And I I would put Jalen Brown probably in there for Chris Middleton. And that's no offense to Chris Middleton. What Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo has been doing for the Bucks have been incredible this year. But I just feel Jalen Brown is more deserving than Chris Middleton this year. And that's no offense to Chris Middleton. I'm not a Chris Middleton hater. I know how important his scoring is. I just think Jalen Brown has been a better this year. I don't, I don't know who I would take off uh, if I was Miles Bridges. I think Miles Bridges is pretty much front runner for most improved player right now, and rightfully so. Uh, but I just, I don't know who I would take him off. Uh, he might because Kevin Durant isn't. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just wouldn't. I don't know who to take off for him for. Um, I don't know who to take off for Miles Bridges, but I do think that Miles Bridges had a great season, and I do believe he is the front runner for most improved, and I think he's going to win most improved. And now the last one is LaMelo Ball. A lot of people think that LaMelo Ball, including myself, think that this could and should have been the first year that he was an all-star. He, The way that he's playing, he's going to be an all-star for years to come. But a lot of people thought that this should have been his first year. So then I asked myself, who would I have taken off the all-star list? And I don't I don't know how to uh mm. there's one player here that To me, in fact, it's not even to me, has has not had the best season. Let me first say, LaMelo Ball is averaging 20 points a game, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. James Harden is averaging 23, 8, and 10. James Harden PER is 21, and the Mellow Balls PER is 21. I'm saying all that to say, this might be unpopular. This is the unpopular podcast, but I don't know if... James Harden 
has been an all-star this year. He's done he's had games where he looks like a clear-cut all-star. He's had games where he looks like the clear-cut best shooting guard in this league. But he's had more games where he's looked like a shell of himself. He's had more games where he clearly doesn't look like his defense or he's trying on the defense side of the ball. There's also been games where he doesn't look like he's trying on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, they're currently, now a lot of it is, of course, due to Kevin Durant not being there and Jane, uh, Kyle, 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 Kyrie Irving being in and out of the lineup, but he, James Harden's not even in right now. I just don't know if James Harden is an all-star this year. And while, yes, he scores more than LaMelo Ball, he has more rebounds than LaMelo Ball, he has more assists than LaMelo Ball, he's also playing with less. James, like I said, Kevin Durant's not there. Uh, Kyrie Irving is in and out the lineup. So you're going to have more opportunity to score and to do this because you, the ball is primarily in your hands because your best player and arguably your second or third best player is not there. Oh, so the Nets are 29 and 22. And Hornets are 28 and 24. I don't know. That's a hard argument to have. I just don't know if James Harden's a Hall of Famer. I'm not a Hall of Famer. All-star game. All-star this year. That's just me. And if you wanted to add, if they took off James Harden and put LaMelo Ball, I would understand. So, but I will say congratulations to all the all-stars. Uh, well-deserved. I mean, here, here's all of them, all of them. Kevin Durant, Giannis, uh, Tatakumpo, jo- Joel Embiid, Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, Jimmy Butler, Darius Garland, James Harden, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Fred Van Fleet, LeBron James, Nicole Jokic, Andrew Wiggins, Stephen Curry, John Morant, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Carl Anthony Towns. All of you guys are well-deserved, especially Andrew Wiggins. Congratulations to all you guys. And before we go... Before we go, the trade deadline is approaching. I think the trade deadline is February 10th, which is in like uh, five days. Um, and what I was going to do is I was going to say five teams that need to make a move on the, at the trade deadline. That's what I was going to do. And I might do that later on, like a little closer since, you know, we have a couple episodes uh, before the trade deadline, I might do a trade deadline special. I don't know, but I want to clear the paint and focus on one team, and that team is, of course, the Washington Wizards. My team. People that don't know, which I don't know how you would know, but people that don't know, I'm from the Maryland D.C. area, born and raised. Uh, I am a fan of all the Washington teams, the Washington Wizards, Washington Commanders, Washington, oh God, that's, that name sucks, Washington uh, Capitals, Washington Mystics, Washington Nationals. I've seen the Nationals win a World Series. I've seen the Capitals win a uh, Stanley Cup. I've seen the Mystics win a uh, national, I mean, WNBA championship. 
I've never seen the Washington football team win a Super Bowl, and I've never seen the Wizards even close to winning an NBA championship. Remember, I don't know if I asked you guys, but uh, do y'all know the definition of insanity? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting the same exact or expecting a different outcome. Let me tell you the state of Washington right now. You bring in a whole bunch of new pieces. And 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 when I tell you this, ask me or listen and, and, and think to yourself, all my Washington fans, if this sounds familiar. You bring in a whole bunch of new pieces. Cal Kuzma, Montrez Harold, KCP, Spencer Dinwiddie. Whole bunch of new pieces. You trade an old piece that you're not too mad about that you traded. Russell Westbrook. We go, we start off hot. At one point, we were number one in the East. Number one in the Eastern Conference. By the way, as we are speaking now, on a Saturday, they are currently sitting 11th. A team that was once number one and not like number one as far as they're one and no. No, I think they're like 10 and four or 10 and five one time. And now currently at 24 and 27. But you bring in a whole bunch of new pieces. And what do you know? One of those pieces is coming off a catastrophic injury a year before. Spencer Dinwiddie. And to your shock, Spencer Dinwiddie looks like a shell of himself or a shell of the great player that he used to be or really good player that he was. Oh, but the problem is that player... Is trying to come to a new team that already has a leader and just tries to bo- like, hey, no, I'm the leader. You're going to listen to me. <laughs> and his numbers do not back up that talk, by the way. Then you have a leader, Bradley Bill, who's having a horrible season for by his standards. In fact, let me, Bradley Bill this year is averaging 20, let me see something, let me just go to cuz stats real quick. Bradley Bill is currently to this point averaging 23 points a game. Which is actually his lowest since 2017, 18. He's averaging 
six assists a game. Oh, no, seven assists a game. Averaging 4.7 rebounds, so that's pretty much what he averages, 4.1 his career. But what I want to look at is the percentages. Demand shooting 83% from the free throw line, which is his lowest since 2018-19. He's shooting 30%, 30% from the three-point line while taking five threes a game and shooting 45% from the field. While taking 19 shots a game. This is your leader, by the way. This is your franchise player. This is the player that they are about to more than likely give a five-year Supermax extension to. A player, by the way, who was on the floor playing hard as hell. When they led a team in the Clippers that didn't have Kawhi Leonard, that didn't have Paul George, let a Clippers team come back from 30 down at halftime and win. This is the same person, the same Bradley Bill, that has not shown that he is a leader in any sense of the word. And I'm not sure if you pay him or not. But I do know that if you don't, he's not going to, I mean. You know what's sad about Washington? They don't know what direction they're in. They don't know that what, what it's, there's a difference between the Pacers and the Pacers and the Wizards. The Pacers don't really have a direction right now, but that can change. And I think they know they don't really have a direction right now, which is why almost everybody on the roster is available for trade deadline. Even uh, Sabonis, even uh, Brogdon, like almost every player is available because they know they don't have a direction right now. What's different between Pacers and Washington is Washington thinks they have a direction and they think that direction is Bradley Bill they think we have a superstar in the building try everything that you can to to not lose said superstar and build around him well you've been trying to build around him for a while you gave him Russell Westbrook you gave him Bre- uh, Kuzma who's actually been playing quite well Montrez Harold who hasn't been playing that good um, Spencer Dinwiddie who's been playing awful and ain't nothing worked. You realize Bradley Bill, I don't remember the last time they've been to the second round of the playoffs. In fact, when's the last time they've been to the playoffs? Two years ago, three years ago? They were in the playing and lost. No, they won. They were in last year. They were in the playoffs last year and got just boat raced by uh the Sixers, I remember that. I remember that. I went to uh, a game or two.
Currently, the Wizards. Jesus. One, two, three, four, five. Five game losing streak. And in those five games, Bradley Bill has scored 23, 25, 19, 23, and 9. 9. Played 35 minutes against the Memphis Grizzlies and shot 2 for 11. Like I said, the difference between uh, Bradley well. The difference between the Pacers and the Wizards is the Wizards think they have a direction, but they don't. Pacers know they don't have a direction and trying to cultivate one. The Wizards are in a bad place. A team, I've never seen a team free fall so fast in the same season. Shocking. But then again, no, it's not because it's Washington. And you know what they say? Do you know what the definition of insanity is? And there you have it. That's been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. If you want an Unpopular Podcast shirt, hoodie, long sleeve, sweater, jogger, the link is in the description below. I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Whatever you want, I got you. Just click on it, press purchase, and bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> uh, I, I would appreciate that. Also, please subscribe to whoever you're watching. Please subscribe to whoever you're listening. If you can, leave a like, leave a comment, leave a review. I'm trying to get the algorithms going, and I want more people to see the Unpopular Podcast. It definitely means a lot to me, and I appreciate you guys for doing that. Um, and, you know, until next time, man, much love. Take my kindness for a week, you know, just... Cause of the love I have, the love I have. You know, even my homies. I cut it off quick, don't say off forever. Run it back, play boy. Forgive me for them pictures, I don't even know. Sitting with some strap, hugging on something bad. You know, something colder and still dropping the fat. Flashing they last, meanwhile I'm in my bed. Well, see them in spares, I'm just happy cuz on. Let's call the year, I need him with me on the road BM still be playing, cause BM still a fan Bent the door 500 bins, I wonder if it come a 10 Right now I'm with, yeah A fan favorite, Phil Collins in the Rory In the Lamb, I'm playing baby Cold sand, take me to bros, most of them hate me The bros, most of them
snowing. I catch you, you know she going. Ain't see me, you hear the motor. I'm hopping, I'm staying focused. Park is loaded, it's on me. Don't stop at lights, no, we blowing. For half a dub, they on you. Buy half a ticket, I'm flexing. A quarter million from Texas. She in the way, she naked. They let me down, it was over. I put my pain in the soda. Took my talents to Dakota. Business trackies and rovers. I cried enough for my oldest. Montana, they pay a dollar. My BM giving me hell. I'm steady counting up commas. These know what it is. I left enough in the right. I'm backing it for a thrill. I put my hands in the powder. They laugh and thought it was sweet. I pull up these sour. Man, look at their faces. Catching bags, free to real. Catching cases. Name ringing bells. Quiet in investigation. Double cup love. Having label conversations. Millionaires not, but we snatch it off the mud. See me turning up. Say she want to keep the baby. Mops in the foreign. Why the fuck you think it's Navy? Started every way. Why the